You're listening to Hello Francis, a podcast for curious creatives and nano entrepreneurs who seek knowledge, purpose, and community. Hello Francis is brought to you by the creative firm and solutionist agency, Francis Roy, and is recorded at the Francis Roy office in Valparaiso, Florida. A lineup of guests, friends, and mentors candidly share their diverse wisdom and experience. Never to exceed 30 minutes, this podcast is an easy addition to your playlist of favorites. Let's get started with this week's guest. Hello, you're listening to Hello Francis. I'm your host, Chantel Dedeke, and this is part two of our month on branding. And I'm really excited about, I always say I'm really excited about our guest. Maybe it's because I'm always excited about our guest, which is <laughs> kind of fun. But I have a friend with me today, and I'm in her studio. I'm with Estelle Grangs, and we're going to talk about color. And Estelle, this is your studio and gallery. I love it so much. Yes. When I was thinking <laughs> about who I was going to interview for this episode, because when you get into the theory of color, there are so many people who specialize in color, mm-hmm. but there's no one that I know personally is more colorful than you. Oh, that's so nice. And your you. whole brand, like everything, is so colorful. So today we're going to talk to each other and for you, the -hmm. listener, about color and how it makes us feel. And it seems elementary, but it's not. It's everything, right? It is. It is definitely everything. I think that color is what, I mean, you think of how we paint the walls in Mm -hmm. our house. And of course, my background is child development. And Mm -hmm. I know specifically painting your walls red was a big no-no because red in a large scale evokes a certain emotion. It makes people anxious, you know, whereas blues are more calming and I like to call it the cool colors on the palette. So the cool colors are your greens, your blues, your purples. Those are more soothing colors. And then you get over to the fiery side, which is your yellows and your reds and your oranges. Those are more energetic. They just give you a different feel when you look at them and they resonate with people differently. However, so if you look at Orange Theory, look at their walls. Yeah. Holy cow, orange right active exactly energizing they want your heart pumping like as soon as you get through the door correct I love that you use them as an example because when we build brands people who come to us have an idea of the colors they like but then we have a really intense conversation about what the brand needs to communicate yes everyone loves red but red like you said can be very like it's an emergency there's danger this is a warning so while you love red in your everyday life and maybe it's your favorite color it's maybe not what you want to communicate in your brand and that is a very thoughtful choice yes and Mm -hmm. so for my brand I have a flamingo I love your flamingo (laughs) (laughs) so I just you know Florida, even though it's not the state bird, okay. but I guess a few years ago they were trying to change it to the state bird for Florida. I guess it didn't pass, which I was a little bummed about, but pink for me is fun. It's young feeling. And for me, when I create art, I want it to be a place where people can come in and feel comfortable that it's fun. It's not, you know, restrictive or we can't experiment here. I want that. And that's the first thing people see is what we put out there as a business. And so you want to draw people in, then utilize those things, right? I mean, just as basic as color will really make a difference on, you know, who you pull in as your customer. So I think, first of all, that's so interesting, right? That you chose pink as an intention, not because pink is the flamingo, but the flamingo has its own kind of symbolic representation, but then also the type of pink. And we look, we think of pink, there's this huge spectrum of color. Color is so, it seems like infinite. Correct. And that becomes really difficult for us on the branding side because it's like, oh, you love blue, but what? 
blue, right? And so I find personally that depending on where I am in my life, I'm drawn to different types of colors. So there was a time where all I did was wear neutrals and I still for the most Mm -hmm. part wear neutrals. But then as I ebb and flow through life, I find like, oh, I'm really drawn to maybe blues right now. I even think there was like an eight year period where I was like, this is my blue period. (laughs) I didn't feel depressed, but there might've been something with that. I mean, it's emotional. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. And I think the same for me. And I think a lot of the times I'm drawn towards those contrasting colors. Mm. So I like things that pop. And when you start using the opposites on your color wheel, Mm -hmm. that's where the magic happens. And I utilize a lot of that in my artwork just to kind of give that feeling of energy and pop and happiness. And so again, as creators, and tying it back into branding, there are so many options out there to use. And if just a little research, something will jump out to you as that person and go, oh, that's exactly what I want. That's the message I want to get out there. And then everything else is gravy with the symbolism or whatnot that you use in your branding. So let's talk about your gallery and studio for a second, because I've been, obviously I watch you, obviously. I watch all brands, but (laughs) people seem very drawn to this place right? It's, I mean, you're always full. All your classes are full. I mean, if you follow your work on social media, anytime you have a class, it's every table, every seat is taken up. Do you think, obviously it's your art, there's that, right? Correct. But when you walk in here, you walk in the front door, there's all this color. Do you think people just feel good here? Yes. I, and not only this, but I do a lot of art shows. And so when people walk into my tent, it's, it's my tagline for my business as well, which it really wasn't super intentional, but now I just kind of carried off of what people said about my image or my product or my classes and they always come in and say oh I feel so happy and they'll just stand there and turn in a circle and look at my walls and say I feel happy and for me that's huge because I think for myself in the art world I want people to look at art and feel something Mm -hmm. and I think if it's hanging on my wall I want a good feeling from what I get to look at every day on my wall so if I have something fun and colorful and then of course subject matter is secondary to me believe it or not I really enjoy taking things and creating the what if instead of what is so everybody knows that let's say pelicans are white and what if I made a purple pelican you know you know, so for me, it's just that play on colors, even within the day-to-day subject matter of our lives. I love that. So that's my goal. And again, circling back, I think that when people come in, they get a warm feeling because I tend to gravitate towards a lot of color in my pieces Yeah, and they make you feel happy. Even if there's those reds and it's all in how you use it to your advantage. Yeah, I love that. And I think it's true as a collector. I have a couple of pieces. Yes, you do. Which I love. And both (laughs) of my pieces that you have created are both in places in my home where I feel happy. Mm -hmm. So uh, Farmer's Market, which I love, is my all-time favorite piece. (laughs) And I have an original I'm so excited about, (laughs) is right above where I get my daily coffee. Yes. And so I just see it and I look at it. I look at it every day. I think I see something different all the time. Mm -hmm. I'm like, who do they? There were so many cardinals yes, in this, you know, yes. like there's just like 
new little cardinals or whatever. I was really drawn to that color palette. Mm -hmm. It's a little warmer. It's still bright, but it, it just felt more like it fit in my home. I really loved it. It's got more of the reds. It's a little moodier than mm -hmm. I think some of your other pieces, which I really, agree. Yeah, which really draws me. Yes. In, but not moody, like unhappy. No. It's, it's still peppy. Right. And it's peppy because your piece that you have is mm -hmm. actually a great example of the opposites on the color mm. wheel, which I know I've talked about, but it's got the red, which is the main subject matter, and mm -hmm. it's just surrounded with greens, and then, mm -hmm. you know, some of the oranges for the carrots in your marketplace piece. Yeah. So I think it's really interesting that that does give a warmer feel rather than all kind of pastels, which yeah. almost feels like that should be in a place where I'm soaking in a bathtub or, right. you know, but it's, again, unique to each person who views art, and yeah. it has to speak to them, and then they know where it fits in their life from there. Well, and I think the places that you choose, the subject matters that you choose, also see people really seem to gravitate towards that. We have a, a print of like that is yours. It's an old sailor, mm -hmm. um, and Greg loves that, <laughs> and he, you know, and he puts he put it in his fishing room because yes. he really really love that. And I've seen people like react to your art too, and they're mm -hmm. always like, oh, or I love this, or it's so fun, and it resonates. I think through everything because you're creating TikToks. If people don't follow you on TikTok. They need to because <laughs> I think it's so chill. Like it's chill, but it's vibrant. It's mm -hmm. happy. It makes you feel good, mm -hmm. you know. And so you're creating a lot of different things. I think it's interesting. The opposites on the color wheel. You've mentioned that a couple of times because I have never picked that up mm -hmm. about the marketplace piece. I've never picked it up that it's opposites. Yes. I don't know why. Yep. It just makes me feel a certain yes. kind of way. Yes. I like drinking my double espresso in the morning <laughs> and being like, wouldn't it be great just to be in that? That's exactly painting? what I go for. Yes. Yeah, yes. You're just there and. You're like mm -hmm. picking up all of this produce. Produce doesn't even look like that anymore right. because don't we miss it? Yes, exactly. And so it has a little nostalgia. It yes. has a little what you know, but it does evoke emotion. Exactly. That's so interesting. And I do think that's the first thing that draws people in yes. is color. Then you study all the details after that. But the first mm. thing that initially draws somebody in is that color. Mm. So again, I think that's another reason why when it comes to branding your company and yeah. putting it out there, people want to feel good and they want, you want to strike that curiosity. And the first thing is that I think of Target and the bullseye, like yeah. what is that about, you know? And yeah. Now you see that, you just know. I don't even care if it's a target at a, a range somewhere. You think target, that's the first thing that comes to your mind. So yeah. making it memorable in that red and, and what they used in theirs was brilliant. So Well, and Starbucks is really good at this too. Oh, absolutely. They're green, but then they have these seasonal palettes. Mm -hmm. And it's like they use all of these different types of artists to create these illustrations, Correct. but the palettes are consistent. That's right. And it's what ties the brand together. Correct. And I, that's so brilliant. You know, when we were choosing Francis Ray Blue, we call it Francis Ray Blue. Mm -hmm. We did a lot of research. We wanted something timeless yes. and not too trendy, yes. but also not just the regular everyday and it could be unique. And that just, it took longer than the logo, honestly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I can understand that. It really did. And and it's kind of, it's like not quite slate, but you know when it's your brand color, you know when it's not it. Yes. Because we've gone to order things before and people are like, oh, this is close. And you're like, no, no. <laughs> it has to be this shade. But we don't do close. That's right. No. We, do, yes. we do Pantone or nothing. Exactly. Or yes. it's black. You yes. Know? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I want to ask, what's your favorite color? 
not necessarily your brand color, but maybe it is, but what's your favorite color? So my favorite color tends to be purples. Oh, okay. I love magentas Ooh. all the way to those deep violets. Okay. Um, I just think it's a very calming color. To me, it represents loyalty. Ooh. And purple just feels like, you know, the valor, the, I don't know. The it's prestige. very royal, It's right? very royal. Yeah. And so I don't know. I've just always been drawn to that. And of mm-hmm. course, I love pink. But yeah, I would say that and turquoise is another. I, it's hard to pick just one now that you asked me that question. <laughs> I was like, mm. well, like looking around here, there definitely is a palette that emerges, mm-hmm. right? Yes. It, but it's not like everything looks like that. Correct. But there is just kind of like a palette that emerges. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And Every time. Very much your style. <laughs> yes. Yes. Ugh, I love your style. Oh, thank you. You it's know, fun. and you, you've always, and you educated me on this, like you're not afraid that your style is not for everyone. Correct. That's absolutely true. And I think yeah. that's with most art. I'm very whimsical. Mm-hmm. I do not tend to maybe do things as methodically as maybe a trained artist. Mm-hmm. And so I am self-taught. I think that that's why I've gravitated so much towards color. Cause even as a little girl, I love things no matter what kind of art. And I still do mixed media, watercolors. And I think that's why I love Melanie Moore's art because oh, I, I, love her art too. I see hers and it's all these little colors that just blend and mm-hmm. bleed into each other, but they make sense. And so it's pleasing to look at. So I feel like as an artist and being self-taught, I could kind of throw out some of those rules yeah. and I wasn't as inhibited to just go for it. Within that, I've created my style and I do what I love. And it's funny because I've noticed when I stray away because I think, oh, I should be more like You should do this more person. what people want. Uh, yeah, or right. what people want right. or look at how successful. When I come back to just doing what I know how to do, and I've dabbled there. I think we all try to do different things like that. But mm-hmm. when I stay true, that's the pieces that people gravitate right towards. And so it's wow, one of those lessons that I had to learn. Mm-hmm. But I think what's cool about your art and is that... I, what I love about your art the most is that you're not trained. <laughs> yeah. I, that you have, are self-taught. Yes. Because I think that's what makes your art approachable. It resonates with so many people. It doesn't feel intimidating. Yeah. Well, and you are like, you can do this too. I'm going to teach you how to do this. <laughs> yes. No one does it like you do it. <laughs> so there's obviously a talent level, right? But but you make people feel like they can right. do it. And the color kind of is that one, it's like the icebreaker. Yes. Do you think? Absolutely. And I think that's, again, when I advertise a class, mm-hmm. the first thing people see is the color. And they're like, oh. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, but now, oh, this is like a Valentine's Day art piece that we're going to do. This is really cool. And yeah. it just kind of draws them in. And I, yeah, I do think that paying forward your gift or mm-hmm. your talents or things that I've learned for me are not a secret. Mm-hmm. I want everybody to succeed. I want the students to love it. And I love that I have students that started out a couple years ago when I first opened. And now I have to have a specialty class for them because they've like exhausted. They're yes, they're advancing and they're be in one of my paint classes with you know just a regular paint and sip night and they're looking at me I haven't even done my first brush stroke and they're like next step you know so they're 
they're ready. And so for those that I have, I challenge them and I have a special night for them. And I love seeing people get excited about art in general. And when I see them using lots of colors, a lot of times they'll say, oh, you say that to everybody. I honestly don't. I really feel like everybody has that inner artist and has that drive or that inhibition to go, oh, I can make colorful artwork too. And then next thing you know, they're dabbling, they're trying and exploring it. I think that's the key is just exploring it and seeing what color combinations work for you and what expresses you. Yeah, that's so cool, Estelle. You're so cool. (laughs) You're so funny. (laughs) You crack me up. You're so cool. I love it in here. I've taken a couple classes here. They're definitely, I don't have the talent to produce. That's not true. That's why I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm just going to buy this. (laughs) Because I love this. And obviously, you know, it's... Yes, but I don't cook, and you cook. Like well, well, uh, I mean, we let's all go. have our own we, art firms. I, forms, I know right? that's what I'm saying. So, so you but, do have it. You but have there creativity. is something meditative about trying, mm-hmm. and I think that's why your classes are so fun, accessible, and people are you know they seem very brave. Mm-hmm. And to me, art it is, is brave. courageous. It is. You know, it's very brave. So I love it so much. I'm so glad. I I just want to let our listeners know transparently. We almost did this on Zoom. <laughs> I don't think it would have made, I wouldn't have felt as like excited and energized. Yes. Because you're amongst it. So you're, you're you're where it's happening. Yes. You're here and everything is so cool. And every time I walk in here, I'm like, oh, I need to buy that. Because I'm walking out with two pieces of pottery today because that's just where we are. But I encourage everyone that is listening to walk in here at least, even if you never take a class, even if you have no intention of buying something. You're so great about that. Yeah, I love um, it. Learning a little bit of the process. There are lots of other artists here. You Mm -hmm. mentioned Melanie. I love Melanie. Mm -hmm. And she's so talented. And she also teaches here. Correct, yes. And so you have other artists that come in and teach in other art forms. Yes. And it's just a really happy place and that's that's the goal and the the tagline is happy and fun fine art because if you're not having fun I love that then you know then what's the point we need to be enjoying and and just embracing life and what a better way than through color so you're such a brilliant marketer Estelle did you know that well thank you (laughs) I don't know if I think about it that way but (laughs) well you should um I love your tagline and I'm so grateful that you carved out some minutes for me today well I'm grateful that you had me. I appreciate it. I'm going to walk around and take so many photos. Okay, please okay. do. <laughs> well, I love this episode, guys. And we're going to link all of the ways that you can follow Estelle. We're going to link her website. We're going to give you her address so you can come in here and you can figure some things out and you can fall in love <laughs> with her happy and fun, fine art. So thank you again, Estelle. Thank you, Chantel. You're welcome. <laughs> okay, if you have any questions for us, you can email us, hello at francisroy.com. Until then, we're going to link you with all of the things and you'll be able to discover Estelle for yourself. Um, I'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. We have a whole new topic for next month. I won't spoil it and tell you what it is, but it's going to be worth listening to. Bye. <laughs>